What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. So I am currently on a cross-country road trip, moving from Roanoke, Virginia, a little small town in southwest Virginia, uh, out to Denver, Colorado, starting a new, which is super exciting. And so either way, I've got a 25-hour drive. And what I've been spending most of the first day doing and a lot of this morning doing was actually listening to Gary Vaynerchuk's new book, Crushing It. So it's been out for a few months now and I finally got around to listening to it. And it's honestly all about entrepreneurs, uh, business owners. There's actually a few stories about employees in it. But what's really cool about the audiobook is actually... He has does a chapter on a subject, and then the second half of the chapter is an interview that he did with one of these entrepreneurs, and it's actually read by that entrepreneur. And while they're reading it, it's a little strange, you know, let's say that, uh, well, Lewis Howes is in it. If you don't know who he is, give it a Google. But either way, so Lewis is like, you're literally reading the chapter straight out of the book. So you can hear him say like, he or Lewis did this, and uh, but it's really interesting to listen to, especially when they pop out of quote-unquote character narrator for a second. They say things like, well, you know, side note, so this is actually what happened in that moment, or, you know, this is how I feel about it now, or I want to put extra emphasis on this, on that. So very, very cool. Highly recommend Crushing It by Gary Vaynerchuk. But the purpose of really this episode of my podcast is to sort of talk about social media in general, because that is what the basis or overlying principle and message of the book Crushing It is all about. Uh, it talks about creating your personal brand and using not just one social media, not just Instagram or just Facebook, but honestly, doubling down on just being social and connecting with communities overall and through that you have to use Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and YouTube he talks about musically in uh, the book actually which has now been purchased and rebranded to TikTok if you haven't heard of TikTok that's like one of the newest social medias and Gary Vee is actually super super um positive or he's pushing TikTok a lot. He thinks it's going to be huge, even though right now it's still for basically just teens and tweens or those are the viewers. And so he talks about spending a shit ton of time on social media just engaging with people. Let's use Twitter as the primary example here. Because Twitter is very much a news platform, right? It's the 21st century water cooler. Back in the day, people have to wait until the next day, until they get to the office, to the water cooler, to be able to share about all the, you know, latest breaking news that they heard uh, last night on the TV or something local that they happened that they read in the paper. They can share it until the next day at the water cooler. But now Twitter is truly that platform where you can share, right? Where you can share 24/7. You can give your opinions. You can discuss. And so it's the perfect example of what I'm talking about here as far as engaging and being active on social media. Because he's literally saying there's some days where he's posting 40 plus tweets and they're not just, you know, solely his opinion 
or aka like a status update, a lot of them are tweets where he's chiming in on other people's conversations. He's chiming in on a thread about sports or about business or about fucking uh, going garage sailing, which is one of his newest things that he's pushing because it's just one of his passions. And so he's actually sharing it. And it's been making me think that even though I have this podcast and I'm in the online marketing space, I do not share nearly enough on social media. I think a lot of it somewhat comes from the sort of fear of what other people will think, the judgment of others, as well as I even more, it comes from the side of like me not feeling that what I'm doing is necessarily interesting or worth sharing about, right? Like, why the fuck should I be on social media? Not really bragging, but it feels like some sort of ego trip just talking about myself and posting my thoughts, my updates. I'm way more interested in what other people have to say, which is why I consume so many audiobooks and so many podcasts, and I watch so many other people's YouTube channels. But while I was actually just listening to this book, I had that exact thought. I was like, you know, what's standing in my way? I was like, it's because I don't feel that what I have to say is interesting enough. I would much rather consume. But when I sort of thought that to myself, I realized that I bet there's so many other people who are the same way. And if they want to consume, there has to be content out there, right? There has to be more and more content so that people are able to find what they're interested in. Like shit, if it's all about trading Pokemon cards, right? That shit is still popular. Yeah, of course, it's most likely with freaking kids or collectors, but you can literally make content around that and find an audience if that's what your passion is. And so it's interesting just to hear Gary Vee talk about in his book that he's recommending that during the week you essentially spend every free moment uh, tweeting or every free moment documenting what's going on in your day-to-day. Maybe if it's on Snapchat, if it's not as polished or you're not trying to make it as professional, then of course, as you get more and more quote-unquote polished uh, or on brand, then you can go to things like Instagram or YouTube. So he's recommending spending between four to fucking like 14 or 16 hours a day on social media. Now it's a huge range, right? Four to 16 hours. It's basically, you know, he's giving examples of people who have full-time jobs or people who are still in school, right? So they have to be in school or they have to be working. And then after that, of course, you have family time. And Gary Vee, if you don't know it, he is very pro spending a lot of time with your family. Uh, Even though he has a videographer who follows him around every single day, he doesn't have anything at all showing his wife and kids. Like, he totally draws the line from professional business to personal family, which is pretty badass in my opinion. But either way, so he's saying that whenever you're not at work or whenever you're not at school or maybe even studying for a test or at the family dinner... You know, put your phone away then, but every other moment that you have free, 
says that you should be engaging on social media or creating new content. And it's solely just so that you're out there. You have more, Jeremy says, at bats, right? He says that, fine, even if you only decide to spend 20 minutes a day on social media, right? Commenting on other people's shit or posting in some thread, you know what? It's 20 minutes more than zero. And so it's so much better. But then once again, you have to remember that if you can even just spend 21 minutes, you have more at bats and chances to be found, to be successful, or to have a post go viral, to actually put something out that's interesting. And so the point of the matter is you have to put the time in. It's funny enough, it's the exact same thing in any business or any venture in your entire life is you have to put the time in. You have to put in the time and effort. Social media is the exact same. And uh, to a lot of people, you know, they don't want to be out there or they don't see it being a good use of time. The way that I like to think about it, actually what I was telling my brother Martin yesterday is that all of this time on social media is essentially just your new marketing department. That is the marketing efforts that you're putting in and your old marketing budget can now easily be traded just with time spent actually on these platforms, right? Because he was essentially coming from the side of, yeah, you know, it's, it's really easy to say from a marketing aspect, not necessarily easy, but he's like, you know what, Wayne, you're in marketing, of course, that works for you. You know, of course, me being a designer and doing product development, I can't spend all that time. But that's when I tried to explain to him, like, it is the marketing piece of the puzzle of your business, right? Of course, you're going to need to be doing other things as well, right? You're going to have to be creating new products or providing services, providing value to people. But think about all of the time on social media as your marketing efforts, right in 2019 today's day and age purely being able to give your opinion and show your expertise is so so valuable and you don't realize like how much companies or if you're going to go interview for a new job how much they're looking at your social media profiles how much they're looking at your engagement and not only how people are engaging with you aka commenting or liking your shit but how much you're going out and interacting with the public as well. You know, it's pretty cool to think about that uh, there's a lot of sports jobs now that people are getting solely because of how engaged they are on social media. This is just the easiest example for me to give because, you know, it's one of the most widely discussed topics. You know, I'm not going to go into a specific sport here, but you can go onto any social media network find people talking about your favorite sport and just join the conversation. And by being in that conversation, you're going to be in front of people's eyes, right? You're going to get eyeballs. You're going to get other comments back and slowly, but surely you're going to make bigger and bigger impact. And thus, if you are at a job interview, or I bet you, you'll even be able to get a job interview because of your discussion people are going to notice. Once again, if you get a job interview through a mutual connection or just simply applying, now if they do the research, which I'm positive they're going to, I have interviewed and hired a 
decent amount of people for only being 26 years old. And I searched out their social media across the board for every single person to see who they are actually. Because, you know, especially in a singular interview, you never know. People can be fake, right? Or they can uh, put the facade out for just what you want to see for the job. Little do you know, they're talking trash or, you know, fucking talking bullshit to people 24-7 on social media. And so you don't want a person like that on your team. Because the lines between business or professional and personal are very, very thin these days, right? It crosses over super easily. So you got to make sure that whoever you put on your team is uh, is being appropriate on social media because that's the public eye, right? That's where people are watching. And so either way, I mean, he's just talking about being more and more active on social. And the point of the matter is uh, it. A lot of people, I think, especially myself as well, get hung up on, okay, well, what should I be putting out there, right? I don't think that I'm good enough to be talking about X subject or, you know, I could talk about this, but it's kind of boring or, uh, well, I do have this other hobby, but only I like it. I don't think other people like it. The perfect place to start, guys, is to just go wide. And when I say that, it's talk about multiple subjects. Use your personal brand essentially as a testing platform, right? Just share, document. Gary Vee always talks about documenting instead of creating. Just simply what you enjoy doing day to day, make videos about it. Make videos about it. Take pictures, write captions, and then by sharing sort of wider, right? Almost not deciding for yourself a filter almost, or, you know, you're the one that's picking and choosing what's worthy, quote unquote, worthy over here. Uh, by sharing just a broader, wider aspect, the market is going to decide. And when I say the market is going to decide, it's people on these social media channels, right? If people find something interesting, they're going to comment on it or they're going to share it with friends. And so that's going to get more views. And so don't even worry about the fact that, well, I don't know if people are going to find this interesting. Nah, I'm not going to share it. No, fuck that shit. Share it anyways. Share your journey. Document what you love to do. Right now, I'm busy thinking about actually my old college roommate, Ryan Dusky. Ryan, if you're listening to this, love you, brother, man. The dude has more hobbies than you can ever imagine. He brews beer. He just got his remote drone pilot's license, his commercial drone license. This past week, he sent me a Snapchat. He was working with a kiln trying to melt down some metal to literally create liquid molten metal. And he's pouring in a cast to create metal uh, dinosaur skulls. And guess what? He printed these fucking dinosaur skulls first with a 3D printer and he only bought a shitty 3D printer and he used that to make a better 3D printer. And then he printed these fucking skulls and then he made a cast and now he's doing a kiln to put some fucking molten metal into this kiln and create some badass metal, probably like not necessarily bronze, but sort of platinum dinosaur skulls this shit's badass you didn't come you know enjoy anything i just said it's from the fucking brewing beer to 
molten metal to drone flying. I mean, so that's some of the most interesting shit in the world, straight up. And so if Ryan was documenting everything he did at a higher level, yeah, he sent some Snapchats about it. Yeah, he actually has a YouTube channel all about popping popcorn. Another one of his hobbies, fucking popcorn, right? So strange. Yeah, if you go look at the comments on his popcorn channel, it's they're all like, why do you not have more subscribers? Where have you been all my life? When's the next video coming out? What the matter is, dude, that's the perfect example. Something as fucking weird as popping popcorn can take off. You just document your passions, your hobbies, whatever you love doing, you're going to find an audience around it. You're going to find an audience around it. And fuck, if you don't, good. The market just decided that, hey, maybe that isn't the thing you should keep publishing, right? Maybe you should try and push something else if you want to become social media famous or use it to market your actual business. But you know what? If you don't, if you don't want to become social media famous or use it as fucking tons of marketing to grow a big business, fuck it. Keep sharing. Keep sharing what you love doing. You know, going back to Ryan's popcorn channel. Let's say he even just caps out at a hundred people. Just 100 people, all right? Now I know it could get way, way bigger than that because fucking popcorn eating around the world. And who doesn't want to see uh, someone making popcorn with fucking gold flakes? Yeah, that's right. Go check out Popping with Mio on YouTube. That's Popping with M-I-O on YouTube. Uh, who doesn't want to see that shit? But so even if he caps out at a hundred people, right, eventually fucking one of these big popcorn brands are going to find him. It's going to get shared more or they themselves are going to be doing research because in 2019, influencer marketing, aka individuals who have a little bit of influence on uh, social media, that's what I'm defining as an influencer, right? They, uh, influencer marketing is huge. And so one of these companies is going to find Ryan. They're going to find Popping with Mio. They're actually going to contact him and either A, the very bottom scale here, bottom tier of the ladder, just send him some free popcorn or a brand new popper and ask him to do a review on it, right? Because just sending one free item is so worth it to get a hundred eyeballs, to get a hundred engaged customers and viewers People that Redenbacher knows actually loves popcorn. Shit, if they send one free item to Ryan and have him promote it, how many of that hundred do you think might be influenced to purchase? Because they are super engaged, right? And that's just the bottom of the tier. Just by Ryan sharing what he's already doing, his hobby, his passion, now he's getting free shit. But it's so, so likely that it's gonna go another rung up that ladder that they're going to say, okay, Ryan, well, um, we would probably value your account or at your page, you know, the worth of your network at, who the fuck knows, $1,000 or uh, $100 CPM, which is cost per thousand views. And they're going to write him a check. They're going to write him a fucking check uh, so that 
he keeps producing this content so that he specifically does a review over one of their his their products right redenbacher's brand new extra buttery popcorn or new caramel instant pop popcorn or whatever the fuck it is doesn't matter they're gonna pay him and if his channel gets even bigger right because i know that it will and it can because it's so strange yet there's an audience for and the market is deciding right even though it's so new he has a ton of subscribers he gets a ton of comments right people are going to keep joining they're going to keep sharing the channel is going to get bigger and bigger and eventually these brands are going to be paying him tens of thousands of dollars to review their products or to fucking just put their product in his videos so that they get the eyeballs because these are the new commercials the tv is going away people aren't spending money or big ass corporations are spending less and less on tv commercials they're spending more and more on little micro influencers or essentially just you know uh product placement right getting their products inside of branded videos whether it be on youtube or on Instagram, anybody's videos that are somewhat in the subject matter that a big company is interested in, they'll pay for it. They'll pay for it. We've all heard stories of these YouTubers who make millions of dollars. Well, guess what? Instagram is the exact same. Fucking Twitter influencers that are the exact same. Snapchat influencers that are the exact same. Big brands are paying them all to promote their products, right? Even just not even necessarily promote it, right? I'm not saying you need to sell out, but they're literally gonna be offering to pay you to simply just have their products in your videos, inside of your content. So that's why social media is so important. That was a little long rant there talking about it, but I think that was a great example just showing how you can share your hobbies no matter what it is, whatever your passion is. All right, here's one more example that's straight from Gary Vee's book. And it's actually talking about a theoretical woman who, as a kid, loved dancing. Her mom actually made her, forced her to sign up for ballroom dancing classes as a kid. And to her surprise, she loved it, right? That was her favorite hobby. But, you know, things happened. She got older and she fell out of dance right older and older she had some kids and so she wasn't able to dance anymore and then she had a nine to five job and got married but in the back of her mind she always loved dance right she was out of shape now and hasn't danced for years but she decides you know what i'm gonna get back into dance and i'm gonna follow or i'm gonna document my entire journey so from the first time she goes back to a little community dance class and she's tripling, tripping and stumbling all over herself. And the next day, she's so sore that she can't even get out of bed. Well, document the fucking next day. Give your opinions on, man, what did I like about the dance class? What did I dislike about it? Wow, I'm so sore. Asking questions about, hey, how can I loosen up my muscles? Or what do you, have you guys found is the best way after a, a long workout to get back into the swing of things, you know, to loosen up your muscles, to feel a little bit better. After that, you know what? She has only two followers. Fuck it, right? It's, it's her kids. Who the hell knows? It doesn't matter. You keep going, right? For the next few months, you document as you keep going to the dance class, you get better and better. 
now you start taking your significant other with you, right? This hypothetical story I'm busy telling, Mary Jane, she takes her husband now with her to these dance classes. And all of a sudden, they're just even happier in life and they're getting better and better. Then all of a sudden they decide, you know what? We're gonna sign up for a amateur dance competition. And do they win the competition? Fuck no. Of course they don't win, they're just getting back into it. But it doesn't matter because they're documenting the process and slowly but surely they're getting more and more eyeballs, right? More and more viewers, more and more followers or subscribers. And then someday down the line, right? They're just doing it because it's their passion, their hobby. But slowly but surely they're getting better and better. They're making more and more of a name for themselves, more and more of an impact in the dancing community all the way up until the point where they're winning competitions. They have a fuck ton of viewership and now they're actually getting called up. They're getting sponsorship calls. Hey, I want you to come to our dance class and share your story. Share how you went from a mom who hasn't danced in 30 years to now being a championship dancer again. Or they get called up to speak at some mastermind group for married couples on how to get your relationship back to a very, very strong bond, right? Rekindle that flame. Well, we did it through a hobby. Our hobby was dance and it brought us back together. It doesn't matter what it is. Like, yeah, sure. Then they get called to be a fucking judge on dancing with the stars, right? Guest celeb judge for one of the tryouts all starting from just a childhood passion, a childhood passion of dance. And, you know, it's not going to take a couple weeks. It's not going to take a couple months. Shit, most likely it's not going to take a couple years. It's going to take a long fucking time. But the point of the matter is, if you're doing something you enjoy and you're documenting what you love to do, it shouldn't be a chore. Right? It isn't work. It isn't the classic that it's so shitty to say everybody being like, oh, it's a fucking Monday. I hate it. Got to go back to job or oh, I'm so tired after work today. It sucked. Or, or then on the flip side, oh, fuck yeah, it's Friday. Thank God it's the weekend. Right. Literally wasting your days away, waiting until you're not working. Right? How about you document your passions, even if it does take six, seven, eight, nine, ten years until you gain somewhat of a following that people are actually willing to start paying you for doing sponsorships? But well, once that day comes, you're actually going to be getting paid to do what you love, to actually do what you love to do and being paid to love life. To just, you do you, and you're fucking loving life. You're getting paid to do it. Now you're done with your bullshit job, and guess what? Even if that happened when uh, Mary Jane, right, if she started when she was 50 years old, right? People think that fucking 50 years old is old, right? They're like, oh, I just need to get to retirement and then be done with this shit. Well, surprise, motherfuckers, it's 2019, and more and more of us are going to live to be 100 years old. So you 50-year-olds that are listening to this, you're only halfway, right? I tell people I'm going to live to be 120 because with modern medicine, I don't see why the hell I wouldn't live to be 120, right? 
if I keep working out, if I keep doing what I'm supposed to do, eating somewhat okay, and then with modern medicine, why the hell not? Wouldn't, wouldn't I live to be 120? And so even if you're 50 years old, right? Even if Mary Jane was 50 years old when she decided to go back into the dance world, if it takes her 10 years, right? 10 years to me personally, sounds like a long ass fucking time. Well, guess what? It's not. Even if it takes 10 years, now she's only 60. She's only 60 and now she's getting paid for the rest of her life to just do what she loves to do, to keep pursuing her passions. And now instead of, you know, having to wait until retirement to maybe hopefully be able to dance on the weekends, right? Until, of course, she inevitably runs out of money because Social Security is no more or, you know, usually retirement can cost more than people plan for or because of modern medicine, they live longer than they were planning for. Now she has to fucking go back and get a part-time job. Just go be a secretary at some office or just go be a front desk attendant at a hotel. How about instead of when you're 70 or 80 years old being stressed about money and having to find some bullshit part-time job? just to make ends meet, to make sure that you can keep eating until the day you die. How about you start documenting right now, start documenting your passions so that you can get paid for the rest of your life to do what you love. So that was just, that was the example that uh, Garrett, well, I went off on a little bit of a tangent, I think there at the end, but basically that's the example that Gary Vee was given in his book, which is, I think, pretty huge. Guys, the point of the matter is social media is here to stay. It's going to keep evolving. There's going to be new platforms constantly that are coming out. So we're going to have to keep adapting to them. But no matter what platforms come out, just keep documenting or fucking start documenting. Start documenting your day to day. Start talking about what you love in life, what you love to do, whether it's a hobby or your actual job, ideally, whatever your passion is, start sharing, start sharing, joining in on the conversations. And before you know it, you're going to start building a following and people are going to be offering to pay you to push their products, push their services, push their businesses, because you've built up the audience that they've been looking for. Guys, if you agree with me, if you disagree with me, please, I have one ask for you. Drop me a comment. And on most podcast platforms, you can't just leave a singular comment. So you have to leave it in the form of a review. All right, so drop a review down below. If you think it's this is shitty and I should stop, give me a two-star review and give me why you think it's shitty. I'll take it as constructive criticism and move on from there. Or if you want to simply just leave a comment because you thought this conversation was interesting and you want to join in on the conversation, please drop a five-star review down below, put a comment down there, ask a question, and I'll be sure to answer it. Guys, please, thank you so, so much like for tuning in. I'm truly humbled by anybody who listens to the podcast because I am still in my early stages as well. I'm just trying to document my journey and share the knowledge that I'm gaining day in and day out. So sure to tune in next week. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Soon enough, I'm going to be dropping every Tuesday and actually a YouTube live on Thursday. That'll also get published to the podcast. 
But for now, thanks for tuning in. This is Wayne Veldsman. You've been listening to Work, Grind, Hustle. Peace.